Podcast Movement Sessions is sponsored by Storyblocks. For more information, visit storyblocks.com slash podcast movement. Podcasting is pretty cool. It's a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life. Everybody's so friendly. And you know, I'm walking down the halls and people are smiling and introducing themselves. It's such a friendly atmosphere. Hello again. I'm Ted Woods. Welcome back to Podcast Movement Sessions. I want to personally thank each and every one of you who have been tuning in every Friday for the past several weeks. All season long through conversations I had in Orlando and audio ripped directly from the podcast movement stage, we've been looking back into the themes, questions, and answers doled out within PM19's society, culture, and advocacy track. If you're just now joining us, thank you so much for jumping in. But don't forget to listen to our previous six episodes of this season to get a full picture of Podcast Movement 2019. Today on the show. I think uh, it's allowing people to see that like queer is a culture, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Top creators from the LGBTQ plus community, including History is Gay co-host Lee Pfeffer, on podcasting's power for outreach and a sharing of culture. I'm just consistently surprised by how little knowledge there is out there about queer history. Plus, we'll shine our podcast movement session spotlight on the waypoints connecting gay history to gay future. We were always like, there's been like 20 Marvel movies and zero of them have been gay. Yeah, like, <laughs> Just Doctor Strange, hello. <laughs> Doctor Strange yeah. is a gay Today, I'm starting with a voice you've heard before this season, Lee Pfeffer, co-host of History is Gay. I'm Lee Pfeffer. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm one of the hosts of History is Gay, a podcast that showcases how history has never been as straight as people think. We've heard from Lee several times in season four, discussing the podcast community and the role of podcasters as advocates. On PM19's Society, Culture, and Advocacy stage, Lee spoke at length about their journey into the wide world of podcasting. Uh, yeah, so I actually come from the fandom world, and I met my co-host Gretchen at a small uh, Femslash convention called TGI Femslash, and amid talking about ships and various things that we loved about TV and books and other media, we both discovered that we were both really into queer history and had both been thinking about doing some sort of pro- podcast project, but had these ideas and went, oh, that's too much for me to do by myself. Um, so we connected again. Uh, there's like a Slack group that we all have together. And a couple of months later, we were kind of like, hey, do you do you want to do you want to do that thing? If you're if you're joking, and I'm, I'm, I'm joking, too. But if you're serious, I'll totally do it with you. I have always been drawn to the stories that don't get told. And so we decided to dive into it. We really wanted to be authentic to ourselves. So we make it really um, informative, but also silly. We end every uh, episode with like a how gay were they, quote unquote, um, ranking. And, you know, it's it's gone from like numbers to like ridiculous surrealist scales when talking about things like, you know, anti-fascist surrealist artists in the 40s. So that's my kind of nerdiness. 
When I spoke with Lee backstage at Podcast Movement, I asked about the process that goes into crafting a research-intensive show like History is Gay. Well, my co-host Gretchen and I are big nerds. Uh, I don't know if you could tell by the fact that I do a history podcast. But, um, yeah, we both just come from a place where we really enjoy learning and reading. And we started this project as just a fun thing that we hoped a couple of friends would listen into. And it's been such a wonderful process of both of us just constantly getting to learn things. Uh, we, we joke that we are both Gavin Claws uh, for the Harry Potter fans. And uh, it, we truly are. I mean, we're the nerds who have decided that our hobby is to write 30-page research outlines for fun. I've just always been interested in the stories of history that don't get told and also ways to make history something that people aren't imagining is sitting in a classroom while a monotone teacher just kind of drawls on because the interesting things about history is never these are the dates of when (laughs) X war happened. It's right. It's, Hey, let's tell some really interesting stories about some great people and some terrible people and talk about how, we're repeating those things or we can learn from them or we can find meaning for our own lives in them. And that's what really interested me. And I'm just consistently flabbergasted and surprised by how little knowledge there is out there about queer history. Constantly coming across figures that we're all familiar with Abraham Lincoln, Emily Dickinson, Virginia Woolf. Nobody told me when I was in school and learning about these people that they were queer. And it feels like there's a whole hidden world that is consistently getting, not just accidentally, but intentionally erased and covered over. In several conversations at PM19, creators spoke to the non-competitive nature of the podcasting medium. Lee is encouraged by the increasing number of voices in the space as more and more diverse creators bring their thoughts and perspective to issues that matter to the community at large. Well, nobody can do exactly what you're doing, right? So, I mean, when I see another queer history podcast pop up, there's like a, like a, like a tiny moment of like, oh no, they're doing my thing. But then nope, nobody's doing my thing the exact way that I am doing it. And the more voices we have in the conversation, the more perspective and the more different ideas get put into the air. And that's why every time I see one of those pop up, I'm just excited that there's more conversation to come. Like I just recently discovered, I think they started back in March, there's a great new show called Bad Gaze that is specifically focusing on really terrible people from queer history, which is a line that we've been trying to figure out how we want to cross. And I think that's really fascinating that we're moving towards us, towards a place where even in such a niche area as queer history, you're starting to get interesting takes on them. I think that it's really fun to see the way that people are creating their own little corners of the world. We'll hear more from Lee as we head to the PM19 stage to spotlight from gay history to the gay future next. 
podcast movement sessions is sponsored by Storyblocks. If you've ever been in need of a quick soundbite, B-roll clip, template, or graphic, you've got to check out Storyblocks. All the music and sound effects you hear in this show came directly from Storyblocks. I've been producing podcasts for several years and oftentimes finding that perfect music clip or sound effect can be really tough, especially when you're on a budget. Clients come to us with feedback that changes major aspects of a show and you know what? We don't always have time to go back into the studio to re-record a needed piece of music or SFX. And that is where Storyblocks comes in. So whether you're working on a podcast like me or a video series of any size, you'll immediately have access to an unlimited library over 1 million assets strong. Anything from Storyblocks' massive library of high-quality footage, After Effects templates, music, illustrations, and sound effects is yours to download with their unlimited all-access plan. Use your downloaded content anywhere, including on YouTube. All content is royalty-free for commercial and personal use. Stay on budget while telling the best version of your story with flexible subscription plans that scale to meet your needs. Storyblocks is always adding new content and making regular product updates to give you the best experience possible. To learn more, head to storyblocks.com slash podcast movement. That's storyblocks.com slash podcast movement. This is your first time at Podcast this Movement. Is. Yeah, this is our first time. We've dream. been loving it. Yeah. I was going to say, how have you been enjoying yourselves at Podcast Movement? Oh my great. God. It's um, been great. We've just been hitting all the booths and meeting a ton of people. And Everybody's so friendly is the biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, people are, like, especially coming from Brooklyn where nobody looks right. at you. <laughs> yeah. If somebody Walk. walked up to me the way people walk up to me here, I would run. Yeah, <laughs> I'd scream and shout. <laughs> favorite part so far, Podcast Movement. We're almost done. So favorite part of the, of the conference. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have told you this, but the puppy. That's the right answer. Uh, good job. <laughs> there were so many panels I was going to go to and got waylaid by puppies. So uh, I guess Launchpad, good job. <laughs> I remembered your name. There you go. All right, Lee, thank you so much for sitting with me today. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ted. Welcome back to Podcast Movement Sessions. I'm Ted Woods. One of the many meaningful panels on PM19's Society, Culture, and Advocacy stage was... From Gay History to the Gay Future, How LGBT Storytelling Has Found New Voices in Podcasting. Earlier this episode, we spoke with Lee Pfeffer, co-host of the research-intensive podcast, History is Gay. You participated in a panel that was Gay History to Gay Future, which was a very fun time. Tell me about interacting with your fellow podcasters on stage there during your discussion or after. It was really fun. It was actually the first time that I'd met all of these folks. I've listened to a couple of the shows before, but it's always nice to, I mean, literally in the case of podcasting, like put a face to the voice. Thank you everyone for coming at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. I'm uh, really proud that you <laughs> got out of bed and, and made it here. Um, my name's Arif Narani. I'm the executive producer of CBC Podcasts. Uh, Led by moderator Arif Narani, Lee joined Maurice Smith, co-host and producer of Category Is, Thomas LeBlanc and Trina Wintour, the team behind Chosen Family, and Connor Wright and Christina Friel, the team behind Gay Future. Uh, looking at how uh, podcasting has opened doors for different types of LGBT storytelling uh, and really excited about 
the panel we have here today. They represent... It was really neat that we had such a wide variety of types of shows and experiences, but that everybody seemed to be on the same page of being grateful that we're a part of something that is able to expand representation. It's just nice to be in a space with people who can talk about those kind of things. Yeah. You've, you've touched, all of you have touched a little bit on <clears throat> the types of stories that you're allowed to do in podcasting in terms of either the depth or the layers or where you can go. What's a story that sticks out for you that you, you have got to tell through your podcast that you feel you couldn't have elsewhere or not done it in the same way? Lee, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that's really cool about podcasting and audio as a medium is how accessible it is. And I think that really got to me when we started getting emails from folks who were in countries where a lot of um, access to internet and queer sort of media has been blocked. And hearing stories uh, from young, young kids out of the People's Republic of China talking to us about how, oh, hey, listening to the episode on same-gender love in imperial court politics in ancient China was, you know, like, there are a lot of folks that can't access actual, like, books in in their own country. Um, and so I think being able to slyly download something onto your phone um, that's buried in a podcast app, as opposed to sitting in a living room watching a piece of queer TV or something else like that has allowed people to really gain access to things that they might not have been able to before um, or in a public space or in their schools. And I think that is really neat. And that was kind of a moment where I, I was like, okay, this is something that my friend and I just decided to do for fun and it's having impact on people. So I can never stop doing it. During PM19's From Gay History to the Gay Future panel, Lee also spoke about the unexpected diversity they've seen as the audience has grown for History is Gay. Yeah, I think ours is, you know, young, like, teenagers to, you know, people in their 30s and 40s who just felt like they never got to hear these stories. Um, What surprised me was, like, younger kids uh, writing in, like, we swear a lot. <laughs> we talk about a lot of explicit things. Are you sure? I mean, thank you, but also like, wow, you're hearing some stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but but I've also been very surprised when like straight dudes will send an email and be like, oh, cool, you probably just saw history and then you, then we got you. Again, the session was titled From Gay History to the Gay Future how LGBT storytelling has found new voices in podcasting. History is Gay co-host Lee Pfeffer was responsible for the history side of things. Let's now meet the two creators responsible for the future side, Gay Future co-creators Connor Wright and Christina Friel. Hey, I'm Christina Friel. this is Connor, and we do Gay Gay Future. Future, a narrative podcast. Out now. (laughs) (laughs) Was that good? (laughs) How did you have the culture influence this show? I mean, specific. I mean, that seems like a dumb question. I don't know. No, no, no. I I think we're at a really cool time right now, at least, where it's like we have enough 
headway, you know, of gay culture and queer culture going into mainstream culture. So everybody's aware of sort of certain vernacular. Like we all know Drag Race. We all know, um, you know, we all watch Call Me By Your Name. Uh, (laughs) But and if you haven't, (laughs) watch it. Watch it now. Um, But (laughs) but we're also still at a time where like it's still uh, edgy and and a little bit subversive to have a bunch of gay characters and and to focus on gay characters. You know, we're still in a world where like it's not cool most places. (laughs) So it's it's uh, you know we're we're at a time where I think the comedy is working the best probably for it because it's you know everybody can relate to it, but everybody it still has some. there needs to be a movement that's still moving forward. So it feels a little bit like it has some edge. On the society, culture, and advocacy stage at PM19, Connor reiterated his point about queer culture's continued permeation into mainstream society. And going along with that, like there is a, a, a queer brand of comedy, I feel like that's becoming more mainstream, like Drag Race being the biggest, like, kind of example of it. But really just in general, like, uh, you listen to gay talk podcasts all the time, it, like, it, hosted by gay comedians, and it's like, there is a vernacular, you yeah. know, there is a thing that's becoming so much more part of the larger vernacular. I think um, it's allowing people to see that, like, queer is a culture, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Who knew? On stage at PM19, Moderator Arif Narani, executive producer for CBC Podcasts, asked panelists for advice they'd give to potential podcasters. And I really loved what History is Gay co-host Lee Pfeffer had to say to the gathered crowd. Uh, In terms of advice, I'd just say go in it with authenticity. Like nobody can be you, even if people are doing the same kind of things. Um, I feel like that can be really uh, paralyzing when you're like, I have this great idea. Mm-hmm. Other people are doing this idea, but nobody's doing it the way that you are. Um, so I'd say go into it with a plan and have your ideas sort of worked out before you ever record, but don't let striving for some weird perfection stop you from ever getting it out there because you will learn on the way. Gay Future co-creators Connor Wright and Christina Friel had this to say to the PM19 audience about their experience producing a queer story for the masses via the podcasting medium. For us, we were thinking always that like, you know, there's so many more queer stories now, um, but they're still kind of relegated to that like genre of like, hard drama or like mm-hmm. we're just starting to get into like romantic comedy or like barely even yeah. Yeah, and just so, like love simon yeah. <laughs> yeah. and so for us it was like okay wait what like we never get gay superhero movies or gay spy movies yeah. or gay you know anything you know other than like the the really indie dramas and so we were like with this show it's like we can make this kind of engine that allows us to do like a a bank heist where everybody's gay or like even just have a gay love story kind of develop over an entire season. Um, you know, we were always like, there's been like 20 Marvel movies and zero of them have been gay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just Doctor Strange. Hello. <laughs> Doctor Strange yeah. is a gay actor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we were just like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's do more joyous gay stuff. Yeah. Do you ever get uh, folks reaching out to you who don't really get the uh, what you're doing, like they take it literally, uh, or or uh, 
Some people are like, is this actually Mike Pence's uh, Yeah, somebody yeah. reached out <laughs> yeah. and they're like, yes. I'm in a fight with my boyfriend over this. Like, I don't know if it's real or not, but he thinks it's real. Um, <laughs> yeah. We have to break the bad news. You know, no, it's not actually real. But other than that, I think people are usually in on the joke, yeah. which is nice. It kind of has like a campy gay quality to the whole thing. Yeah. So, so uh, we're wrap- wrapping up now and I just want to thank... Uh, uh, all of you, first of all, for coming out this early in the morning, uh, and as and to the panelists, yes, I think uh, it's it's been great to kind of hear, uh, you know, how you're making what you're making, and I encourage everyone to listen to their podcast. So thank thanks, Arif. Yeah, yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. With that, let's move forward in time and speak with the creative minds behind Gay Future a fictional narrative podcast with the following description, quote, The year is 2062, and everyone is gay. A totalitarian government rules over what's left of North America to spread its insidious gay agenda. Humanity's only hope for a rebellion rests on the shoulders of a precocious teenage boy who harbors a dark secret. He's straight. Connor Wright and Christina Friel are the show's co-creators, Backstage at Podcast Movement, I asked how they came together as creative partners. Yeah, so we met uh, at school for a sketch comedy group. Um, and when we were in it, we just started writing sketches pretty much for ourselves. Right. Um, Doing weird voices, weird characters. Yeah, and the rest of the group was like, what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what are you guys doing? Um, like, don't worry about it. We'll, take, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> from there, we decided to just write by ourselves and um, make a writing sample. Right. Yeah. And we had also been studying TV writing. So we had been learning how to structure an episode of TV, like of comedy. And so we were just like, okay, what, we want to do a full season of something, but we don't have any money. Yeah, so we, we were, have $5. Five <laughs> $5 and a whole ton of debt. And yeah. so we were like, what if we just make it all as an audio podcast and spend no money and then do it as this sort of long arc of this season? Right. And yeah. luckily we had Ben. Um, Hi, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) That was Ben. Uh, (laughs) uh, Who's like the sound design prodigy behind all the music and all the crazy noises that you hear in the podcast. Um, And we just used his bedroom for everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we recorded it all and mixed it all in Ben's bedroom. I could try to describe the show to you in my own words, but... It's probably best if I simply let Connor give you the synopsis. So uh, Gay Future, um, it takes place in 2062, where everybody has been turned gay uh, through genetic modification of food, chemtrails, depictions of same-sex couples on premium cable. Um, And there's this gay agenda that's ruling over this new America, and it's all about this young boy named Mikey who uh, has to lead a rebellion after learning that he is this chosen one with this dark secret, which is that he's straight. And then it's all kind of under the umbrella of this uh, YA book that was written by Mike Pence back when he was trying to be a writer in college. Um, so, (laughs) So yeah, it's an odyssey. It's a gay odyssey. When we spoke backstage at Podcast Movement, co-creators Connor Wright and Christina Friel told me that frustration over a lack of compelling gay narratives led them to conceive, write, and produce Gay Future. So we, I mean, I've always been frustrated just by that, you know, gay stories, queer stories usually get 
you know, we're getting more movies, we're getting more TV shows about it, but it's always like super indie or kind of or depressing. Super sad. Yeah, like yeah. everything is just like a depressing ending. And I'm like, I just want like a gay superhero or like a gay spy or like I want a genre movie that where the main character just happens to be gay. And so we were like, okay, if we can kind of usher that in with this kind of umbrella satire of like the country, I guess, we can kind of have each episode be, you know, a different genre that we can plop gay characters in. Meanwhile, then while we're, you know, pointing out problems in the country and, and sort of and making fun of them, we can develop like a queer storyline throughout uh, multiple seasons. Something that you just don't really get to see that often. Right. Even in a storyline that doesn't end with a death. Right. Like, or even just two gay storylines. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Right. It's like, <laughs> Impossible. oh, there's, <laughs> there's a show with more than two gay characters to fall in love. Um, but yeah, so so it's kind of it, it's kind of a both it sits between being a satire and being something more just like a celebration of of queer people. Yeah. In that spirit of celebration, I asked Christina and Connor about their experience connecting with a global audience through podcasting. We've gotten tons of messages like over Twitter and Instagram from all over the world. Um, we have two fans in Ghana and we like <laughs> to think that they're dating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah we've gotten messages that like lighthearted ones like oh this is man in high castle but gay but also more serious and heartfelt ones like oh like this podcast made me have a conversation with my family that i'm yeah. afraid to have or um, just like i've been having a really hard week and this has kind of lifted me up and i'm like wow i didn't even know i mean that that's great to hear yeah <laughs> it's just so it's like we truly just thought our moms would listen right to it. And right to have that effect on the community has been yeah really special Gay Future is a must-listen for lovers of narrative fiction podcasts. It landed at number 25 on The Atlantic's 50 Best Podcasts of 2019 list. I'd like to add that in the months following podcast movement, Connor and Christina crafted another noteworthy fictional narrative podcast titled 14 Days with Felicity, a satirical telling of Felicity Huffman's prison stay following her conviction in last year's Varsity Blues admission scandal. Huge congrats to Connor and Christina. Well, Connor and yeah. Christina, thank you so much for thank hanging you. out with me today. Yeah, oh. thanks for having us. What a dream. Next week on the season four finale of Podcast Movement Sessions. As time goes on, I see the audience expand. One podcast just changes the trend so drastically. I mean, it makes me laugh. Six years ago, that was a conversation that was happening at our event and where we are now. All season, we've been looking back at Podcast Movement 2019. We'll wrap things up next week with a look ahead at the future of podcasting. I don't know, young people don't read anymore, right? So it's good. They could just put on their headphones and like go to the gym and listen and get all this information in a really accessible way. We'll discuss the evolution of the ever-growing medium in conversation with veteran creators, including longtime hosts of the Stuff You Missed in History Class podcast, Tracy V. Wilson and Holly Fry. It sort of feels a little surreal when people, you know, talk about our numbers or whatever. I'm always like, we're just doing the same stuff we've always done. How did we land here? Make sure you subscribe to Podcast Movement Sessions right now, wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes coming your way all season long, every Friday morning. 
Find Podcast Movement everywhere you social media. We are at Podcast Movement on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And remember, tickets are on sale now for Podcast Movement 2020 in Dallas and Podcast Movement Evolutions coming to Los Angeles's Millennium Biltmore Hotel this February. All interviews and sessions for this podcast were recorded at PM19 in Orlando. Podcast Movement is the must-attend event of the year for podcasters big and small. Meet like-minded creators, check out the latest trends in content and tech, speak with some of the biggest companies in the space, and maybe, just maybe, if you're lucky and you love wandering around with a mobile recorder, you can record a podcast episode or two for yourself. Find all the information you need at podcastmovement.com. Until next time, I'm Ted Woods. You can find me on Instagram at Ted Woods. Thank you so much for listening to Podcast Movement Sessions.